Quality Christian Living. This is episode number five, entitled, How to Manage Our Expenses. I am your host, David Friend. Today, we're going to go on a spending journey. Now, that might be exciting for some people because they love to spend. And uh, it kind of reminds me of a man that told me one time that he said, you know, Pastor, he says, I'm not not saying that my wife, you know, shops too much, but I found out today that she does have a reserved parking space at the big shopping mall. I know we sometimes um, kind of like to have fun about ladies shopping, but I'd like to make another statement concerning that. Uh, I knew a man one time who told me that he was getting discouraged with his wife because she was always spending money on things for the house. He'd come home just about, you know, two, three times a week with a, uh, a thing of uh, a vase with some flowers in it, or she would have a, a new lamp and she'd be spending 30 here and $40 there and $50 here. And he was so frustrated about that. But then when we were leaving and I walked outside with him and I said, hey, what's that I see in the parking lot? He says, ho, ho. He says, you ought to, that's my new baby. He says, I just bought that. It was a huge truck, four wheel drive. And. And uh, I, I just said, well, I'm just curious. I think those things are kind of expensive. He said, yeah, that wasn't too bad. He said, I got the whole rig and everything else for only $80,000. Now, um, this is the same guy that was complaining about the wife spending 20 here and 30 there and 40 there. Besides, I need to make a comment about what I just said. Uh, it never used the word only and then tack on the end of it, $80,000. Uh, so uh, you can see that I... I've had a number of experiences with people trying to help them with their finances and, and spending is one of the biggest problems that I see people facing when it comes to trying to live on a budget, and most certainly in trying to become debt-free. On our journey to experience the joy of debt-free living, we have to make a stop here at a, on a chapter that may be a little bit uh, difficult for some to handle. Uh, this episode is going to deal primarily with uh, spending and the expenses that we have. So I want to remind you real quick, it's not always making more money that's the solution. Many, many times, and I think most of the time, it's how we spend those funds and do we really understand what it costs for us to live. Uh, I talked to a guy the other day who uh, was meeting with his wife that evening, and he said, we're going to go over expenses. And he said, um, I'd like to uh, you know, kind of understand the category of miscellaneous. Now, when you're putting a budget together, uh, miscellaneous is basically those things that you put like some contingency funds in uh, and determine, I'm not sure what it'll be, but you know every month you're going to be spending a certain amount of money. So we established something in our budget called miscellaneous. Uh, I don't particularly like that category because it's misused a lot. It reminds me of the lady that said once, this budgeting is easy as long as you don't pay any attention to the miscellaneous column. Well, obviously, uh, we need to pay attention to the miscellaneous column. So today, let's kind of go through a little exercise that uh, I think will be helpful. Uh, and that is that uh, in order to uh, accomplish uh, debt-free living, uh, most of us are going to have to uh, make some changes in our budget, uh, changes in our spending, changes in the way we uh, make purchases and the decisions that we make. So I'm going to give you a little exercise and see if this helps you understand how to deal with change. Uh, now, I'd like for all of you who are right-handed to take uh, a, pa a paper now, a piece of paper, and get a pencil or a pen or something, 
and, and write the word budget on the line following with your right hand, if you're right-handed. Now, take that pen. After you've written that out, I'll give you a second. Uh, you've written the word budget now. Uh, take it and move it into your left hand. And on that same piece of paper, right beside it, write the word budget with your left hand. Now, obviously, if you're left-handed, reverse the process. If you're right-handed, so-so. Unless you have trained yourself to write with either hand, you probably had to struggle like I did. I remember the first time that I wrote the word budget, I'm right-handed with my right hand. It was just fine. But then I wrote it with my left hand, uh, and I had this thing that looked like a really bad drawing of a mountaintop. Now, there is a method to my madness, and the reason that we did this little exercise is to get people to understand that, that something has to change to get things to be different. You know, the old uh, comment that says insanity is uh, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Well, we can't do that uh, in order to plan to be out of debt. So we need to uh, change the way we, we spend and the way that we establish our finances in order to get different results. Uh, we need to get ourselves into a habit of proper spending. Uh, a habit is something that requires work and to change a bad habit takes even more work. In order to keep uh, most people with me, I like to change the word budget to expense planning. Uh, and because uh, a lot of people get frustrated when they even hear the word budget. Now, this chapter is really vital to helping us know where we are today financially. There's a statement that I've used many, many times, and that is this. The position you are in financially today is the sum total of all the financial decisions that you've made in your lifetime here today. Think about that for a second. That applies to our health. Many times the condition of our health is the sum total of how we've taken care of ourselves. Not always, but sometimes it is. And, and so let, let's, let's make a decision to take this seriously. And let's also make a decision to realize that there needs to be some changes made. I'm going to take you through a, a little process in a little bit to talk about our, our expenses and what it costs us to live every month. If our goal is to become debt-free, then we must first understand what it costs us each and every month to live over the course of 12 months. Now, my experience with uh, counseling singles and couples revealed something pretty amazing. And I think that about 98% of the people that I speak to, uh, maybe it's a little less than that, maybe 95%, are spending between $300 and $1,000 a month more than what they make. Uh, you might say, well, you know, how in the world can you possibly spend more than you make? Well, uh, there's something called a credit card. There's something called borrowing money. There's something called taking money out of our savings account. Uh, there's many, many ways to uh, take care of the, of the expenses or the spending that we have over the money that we have coming in. And most of them are not really very good decisions. I think a lot of people sometimes get a loan consolidation uh, and it really hides their poor spending habits. So uh, I'm going to talk in the future episodes about uh, is it proper to borrow money and when it is, and is it proper to have a loan consolidation. Loans can be wonderful, but they can also be very, very destructive. Uh, final comment on loan consolidation for this episode would be avoid a loan consolidation if uh, the, the loan doesn't help cure the core reason for you needing the loan. For example, if you're still spending a lot of money 
more than what you make and you use a loan cons consolidation in order to pay off the debts from that, uh, if you don't change that, then you'll just be re repeating it over and over again. And that's obviously never to become debt free. On one occasion, I was helping a young couple look at their expenses. After listing every expense, now we discovered that they were spending about $800 a month more than they earned. I couldn't believe it. I mean, they told me that's just not possible. So then we looked at their expending again and found out that, yeah, they, they are spending every single month that. Now, uh, some people say, well, you know, how do you hide it? Well, and how can you actually do that? Well, I also asked myself, I'm just curious, how much money um, did you owe uh, last year and maybe the year before that? We went over their debt and found out that every year uh, over the last five years, they've been increasing their debt by about $10,000. Obviously, that was to cover the fact that they were spending more money than what they were making. Uh, fortunately, they lived in an area where the value of their home was going up, but they were borrowing every year uh, money against their house and a loan consolidation or a home equity loan. And over a period of five years, they had increased their debt by $50,000. So that's certainly not the way to proceed. And we talked to them about how they could stop that. And the only way they could do it was to reevaluate their spending and figure out a way to live within the amount of money that they were making every month. Okay, I'm going to challenge you now uh, to, to evaluate uh, your spending habits. We're going to go through a little process of, of expenses. And I hope it's not boring to you, but uh, I found that a lot of people find it interesting that to determine exactly what they're spending every month and, and to identify it. Uh, I also want people to understand that it only takes, once you do this process for the first time, from then on in, it'll only take between 15 and 20 minutes a month to be able to uh, evaluate your budget and to see if you're on track or whether you're falling off of it. In my book that I've written entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living, there's a, a chapter that fully goes over all of this particular information, and there are charts in it which will uh, help you break down uh, what your spending is and then also give you some ideas of what percentage of your income should go towards this particular items uh, in your budget. So we're going to take a little time now to list some of your expenses. We'll look at some of the more common ones but also maybe give you some tips on things that might be hidden where you're spending money, but it's not been identified. Now, I realize that some of this may be a little boring and I don't know how to uh, spice it up uh, or make it a little more fascinating other than to tell you that if you do follow some of these suggestions or, or most of them, uh, it may be a little drudgery. It may be a little bit uh, maybe frustrating at times, but the end result is going to be a blessing of being debt-free. Uh, just think of the joy that you can experience when you know exactly uh, what it costs you to live. And in addition to that, you know that there'll be a day and a day coming soon when you'll be able to live debt-free and you won't have a house payment, you won't have a car payment, uh, your credit cards that you use will be paid off every month without paying any interest. That is coming, it's over the horizon, but there's some steps to take before we get there. So the Lord uh, gives us direction in his word about taking advice from others, that there's, there's wisdom in counsel. So I hope that you'll receive this counsel and that you'll actually establish a, an expense plan uh, for your own home that will be a blessing to you. 
why don't we just jump into a list of expenses and uh, I'll point out some of the more common things. You don't need to write all this down. You can you can always go back to um, cpnshows.com uh, and, uh, and, and listen to this podcast again. So I'll just give you some of the more common things that you're going to need to uh, to put into your expense plan. Obviously, the, right off the top, there should be funds that you plan to give to the work of the Lord or at your church, uh, a house payment, uh, home maintenance, things like car gas and a car payment. You know, it's surprising. Most people don't budget for gas, yet they certainly fill their tank up two, three, four times or more a month. Uh, uh, food budget, uh, telephone bills. Now that we have cell phones, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's shocking to see where we have to spend money today. Uh, you know, I've been around a few years, longer than most of you listening, and I can remember when we actually had something called free television. We just simply didn't have to pay for it. There were only a handful of uh, channels, and we just simply put up either rabbit ears or we just had a TV that was strong enough, and it would pull in the local channels and some of the other channels, and we never had to pay anything. We didn't have something called the internet, and so we didn't have to pay a monthly fee for that. Uh, we didn't have cell phones, uh, and only the wealthy people had uh, a car phone. Uh, but, you know, those are things that we've adjusted for. Now, it's interesting to me that a lot of young couples today struggle with their budget, but they, they look at things like their cell phone bills and their cable bills as being something that uh, is a necessity, that they've got to have it. And it's not unusual for someone to have a, a cell phone bill for over $200 to $300 a month or uh, uh, cable bills of two or $300 a month. And these are, uh, are very difficult. So I would encourage you uh, to reevaluate those and see if you can't find a way to reduce some of your spending in some of those areas. And I realize cell phones are almost a necessity today. And in some cases they are. And I know that the internet, I just don't know how you can hardly live without that today. But going down the list, you'll have things like uh, a water and trash expense, electricity, um, uh, you know, the utilities on your home, uh, car insurance. But but let's look at some of the things that we don't uh, actually list on a month-to-month -month basis. Yet we'll spend them every month. But a lot of people, when they put together their expense, uh, I'll say the word again, budget, they put their expense list down. They forget to list things like how much money they're going to spend on clothing, because I guarantee you. They will, everyone's going to spend some amount of money on clothing uh, or things like meals outside of the home. I call them recreational meals or even recreation, going to a movie. I, I seldom see anyone budget funds uh, for the cost of going to the theater or going to a movie or buying all those expensive uh, things at the movie theaters. But nonetheless, if it's an expense that you have, you need to list it so you'll really understand what you're spending on a monthly basis. Uh, a children's education, the needs there. People don't seem to budget for medical or dental costs, uh, and that certainly is going to be an expense. Uh, things that are non-monthly expenses would be things like gifts, birthday gifts, uh, gifts to friends and family, Christmas gifts, uh, vacations, putting money back for a vacation, uh, dry cleaning, haircuts, personal uh, care for women with their nails and various things like that. There's a, a, a number, there's, a, there's an abundance of items that we spend money on, but we sometimes forget to put in our expense ledger. So let's, let's get a piece of paper out and, and draw it up and make a list of those expenses. Now, along with that, we probably should help you try to assign some guidelines as to about what percent 
of your budget should you be spending on, on certain items? So I'll just give you a few of those uh, because I just don't want to spend the rest of this episode just cranking out numbers. Uh, first of all, um, your, your house payment, a, a guideline for what you should be paying for rent or for purchase for a home should be somewhere between 30 to 35% of your net income. Your home maintenance to keep the home up will probably be somewhere around 2% of your net income. Uh, car insurance usually is around 2% of net income. Your car payment uh, would be probably somewhere in the range of about 5% of your income. Uh, uh, utilities, uh, that's electricity, water, those things are going to be 4 or 5%. But when you get into things like, like telephone and, and, and cable TV and the internet, those items can be very significant, but you've got to establish a, a guideline for what you need to spend on that. Uh, food is a, obviously a large item, and most people uh, spend more than this, but your goal would be to spend about 10% of your net income uh, a month on your food. Now, some of you would think you're going to starve to death, but I think that's a, a, a good tool and a, a guide for a good estimate. Uh, there's things like clothing, which might be another 2%, and hopefully you can save about 5 to 10% of your income every month. Now, I left out uh, the first and I think the most important item, and that is uh, uh, the amount of money that you give you know, to your church. I'm a big believer uh, in giving 10% of my income to the, to the church, to the work of the Lord. So I, I have it listed on my expense uh, account as far as the number one item, and that money needs to come out because I believe the Lord wants to give uh, first to him and not give him whatever's left over at the end of each and every month. Now, here's what I've always told people to do. After trying to work with your expense budget, if you will, for 30 days, I think you'll have a much better understanding of what you actually spend. Uh, if we want to live on a budget, then we've got to determine what a realistic budget is. And so uh, try it for 30 days and, uh, and try not to forget to include those non-monthly expenses like gifts and vacations and put them back. Now, some people... We'll take that money and put it in an envelope and store it in a drawer somewhere, or others will put it in a little savings account and keep it back and don't spend it. Whatever you want to use, envelopes or a savings or whatever it might be, if you're one of those with a lot of discipline, you could actually leave the money in the checking account, but then it's, it's, it's marked not to be used. That's a little harder to do, but uh, nonetheless, uh, whatever plan that you use, you've got to set that money aside because... Those things are coming. You're going to buy gifts at Christmas time for your friends or family or children. You're going to buy birthday gifts. There's going to be weddings you go to. There's always going to be something that pops up, and we need to be sure and uh, and make uh, uh, arrangements to be able to pay for those things. Now, just like God's word tells us that those who seek them, that there's a reward for them. There's a reward for those who diligently seek him. And if we draw close to God, then he'll draw close to us. And there's all these promises. Well, I can tell you that there is a reward for those who set up a budget or an expense budget after determining their actual spending and their income. And I really believe that reward will be to live a debt-free life. Let me make another comment on income and expending. For those you know who spend more than they make, I don't want you to jump to the conclusion that you need to go out and make more money, get a second job, and and, and sometimes you might have to do that temporarily, but uh, you don't need to necessarily do that. I really believe it's nice to make more 
uh, money. Uh, however, it's usually better to learn how to spend less. You know, in the United States today, uh, the attitude of spending is on everybody's mind. Our government never spends less. Their spending budget increases every year. And we can't do that. I mean, the, the, the government just prints money when they need it. Uh, we can't do that. If we do, we go to jail. Uh, so I would strongly suggest that uh, uh, we don't just automatically every year say, well, we're going to spend more in this category, more there, more there. Uh, don't worry, inflation will cause things to increase. You won't have to make a plan for substantial increases from year to year. But we do need to uh, realize that, that there needs to be some uh, reductions in expenses, there needs to be a control, and that you could actually live less, uh, actually spend less, I should say, excuse me, you could actually spend less um, uh, each year rather than uh, just deciding that every year it's going to have to increase and there's no other way to handle it. If you get upset or frustrated with this new expense plan, uh, then uh, you just simply have to say to yourself, well, I know we, I might be upset, I might be a little bothered at this time, but I know that there's going to be a blessing at the end of all this. I think you should stop and start thinking about things like, how will it feel to be debt-free? Uh, I think that works for, for people that I've tried to counsel and help that many times they get frustrated because there's so many guidelines on, on, on spending and there's guidelines on income and we have setbacks that cause us to, to kind of mess everything up. But if we just simply get on a good plan and, and we operate it the best that we can with the help of the Lord, we can sit and relax and just some say, Boy, what would it be like to be debt free? I know I say that over and over again uh, throughout all these episodes, but I believe it. I know what it's like to be debt-free. I know what it's like not to have a house payment. I know what it's like not to have a car payment. And it's really a very uh, peaceful, uh, very uh, stressless type life. And I believe that, that you can have experience that uh, every day in your finances. So I'm just going to believe that you'll be able to do that. I believe, I'm just going to believe with you that the Lord's going to help you and give you uh, a sense of direction. Uh uh, and, and believe that God wants you to, to be debt-free. He desires for his people not to feel the pressure of having obligations where we have to make payments to someone else, and that actually places them you know, kind of in control of our life. Solomon wrote uh, Proverbs chapter 22. There's a lot of information there about riches and about being poor and being a lender and all that. Let me just read a couple of them to you that I think they're, they're very important about being in a position of having debt. Uh, and having people control over us, over us. Proverbs 22, 3 says, A prudent person foresees danger and takes precaution. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. So we don't want to be a simpleton. We want to be someone who has wisdom and a person who seeks counsel and a person who then uh, wants to do something to change uh, their position financially. And that position would be to be debt-free. And then in Proverbs 22, uh, 7, Solomon wrote these rules, just as the rich rules the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. Now, we don't want to be a servant to anyone, and we certainly don't want to be a servant or a slave to our finances, to our spending. So I believe that uh, God's going to uh, set us free in that area, and uh, that he's going to help you to uh, balance out the things in your life that uh, uh, need to be balanced out in order to 
control your expenses, ex uh, control your spending, and place you in a position to uh, experience the joy of debt-free living. I think this would be a good time for me to just pray for all of you who are listening. I really believe the Holy Spirit wants to help us to be at peace in this discussion. And for those who are married, uh, I really would encourage you when you sit down to prepare your expense account or your budgeting, uh, be at peace with each other. Uh, let's not be critical of each other. Let's be positive. Let's reinforce each other. Let's realize that that we're doing this together. And uh, and if we do this together and we are in agreement uh, with it, then we'll be blessed. As I said earlier, we'll be rewarded uh, by it. And we can experience the freedom of having debt and the freedom to uh, to be able to spend in areas that maybe today we're not able to. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray that many who've heard this uh, episode today, uh, I pray that they will not struggle with it, Father. And it will not be something that would cause dissension or harm in their homes. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to understand the value, Lord, in preparing a budget and living within that budget. I pray that, that, they, that they would use the, the, the uh, guidance that I have listed for them, instructions on, on, on what to budget for and what to uh, expenses to list and not to forget the little things, Lord, that, that they would include those things that are called non-monthly expenses and, and add them in there and plan them for the entire year, Father, so that it will bless uh, their, uh, their, their goal, Lord, to be debt-free. When we know, Father, how much we spend, we know that it'll help us become better stewards of what you have provided for us. So I pray that we will be thankful, Father, for what we have. And Lord, that we uh, we will move forward with that, God, and, and, and know that we can, we can use it, Father, for your glory. I pray you'd help those who are listening to realize that more income may not be the only answer to becoming debt-free. Pray, Lord, a blessing upon each individual who desires to control their spending. And I pray that you would bless them, Father God, and prosper them, Father, I pray. And I thank you for these things, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Everything that I'm uh, saying in this, uh, in this series of lessons on getting out of debt uh, come from the teachings that I've had over the many years uh, as being a banker, a, a pastor, uh, a counselor to people. And, and I've written them down in, in a book that you can obtain uh, through my webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com. You can go directly to Amazon Books or you can go to Barnes & Noble and get that book. Uh, there is a extremely large amount of information in there that would help you uh, on your goal to being debt-free. So I encourage you to, to go there. Uh, also, if you uh, want to subscribe to my podcast, uh, you can go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So in closing, I'd just like to say this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. I pray that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. I pray that the Lord will give you peace and prosperity. And I pray that uh, these lessons will bless you. In the upcoming weeks, we'll be talking about a number of topics. My next episode, uh, number six, we'll be dealing with how to find the miracle in our finances. Believe it or not, there are little miracles and big miracles in our finances. And we'll just pray that the Lord will help us to identify them. May the Lord bless you.